This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to A Game of Two Halves, a sports podcast by The Straits Times, coming to you this week from a dark padded room somewhere in the SPH Pleasure Dome. I'm Jonathan Roberts, and this week I'm joined by ST sports correspondent Sazali Abdul-Aziz. Hello, Saz. Always a pleasure to be in the Pleasure Dome. As convincing as ever. He's not here under duress, I promise you. Anyway, it's international period, which means there's no actual matches this coming week, but there are still a few lingering talking points from the matches just gone by. The main one, okay, and this is heartbreaking as a Liverpool fan, uh, Alisson's blunder. If somehow you are unaware, Leicester City played Liverpool and Liverpool's goalkeeper, the £65 million goalkeeper, or £150 million in Sing dollars, Alison Becker decided to get fancy and tried to dribble past Leicester City's Ihe Nacho. It didn't go well. Alison fell over and Ihe Nacho crossed the ball and it went into the goal. Saz, what did you make of that? First of all, I have to say my my heart bleeds for you lah. You know, four wins in a row, boohoo. You know, I, speaking uh, from the position of a Newcastle fan, uh, you know, yeah, you you're you're in a you're in a terrible rut lah as a Liverpool fan. But no, you know about this, um, you know, Alison Blunder. Uh, you know, a lot of people pointed out that you know in the last game he he also you know dribbled past. Uh, you know, a, a striker, and and he wasn't caught out, and, and everybody was saying like, oh, you know, look at, look at us, we have a Brazilian goalkeeper, you know, who can actually play the ball, and then you know this week, uh, he does he does that, um, but you know, um, in our podcast, um, after the the Champions League final against uh, Real Madrid, I uh, don't remember that one. Well, you look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, well, I I I said you know, uh, Loris Carrius's position was uh, was untenable. That um, Klopp needed to 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 get a new goalkeeper uh, if he was serious about winning uh, trophies with Liverpool, and he did in Allison. Obviously, the mistake is is you know a much uh, smaller in magnitude. Uh, you know, it's it's just a Premier League game, and and Liverpool won, obviously. So I, I genuinely think this is a one-off from Allison. You know, maybe maybe he was a touch overconfident. Um, a touch. Yeah. I mean, th- this is hubris writ large. Yeah. That, sure. Yeah. I can dribble past the outfield player. You know, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Really. No, but but he's he's displayed. Um, you know, in in his uh, you know season and a half or, or two seasons with Roma, that he actually really has. Uh, you know, good skill on the ball, you know, Look, good good control. No, no matter you know. when a goalkeeping blunder, after the carriers thing, no matter when a goalkeeping blunder is going to happen, it's always going to be too soon. But this is a bit too soon. Yeah, but but and know, a bit too, uh, you know, hubris. You yeah, know, th- this is his own confidence being too much. But people are also saying, you know, yeah, he's got it out of a system now. Now he knows, he knows better. You know, he knows. Okay, I'm, uh, maybe it hasn't sunk in. He was the sixty. He's the sixty-five million uh, pound goalkeeper playing, uh, you know, in in the world's most popular league, and and you know, a mistake like that in a game that Liverpool won has been analysed so much. You know, he he now knows uh, better. Uh, having said that, but you say he's, he could is going to shake it off and go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This kind of blunder, though, surely. I mean, you, I mean you've played in goal yourself. You've interviewed lots of local goalkeepers. Mm. Surely, this kind of Blunder can play large on a goalkeeper's psyche. It can you know, shake them to the core. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it can. Uh, but but what you know, I, I've I've seen um, 
uh, you know, speaking like you, you mentioned, speaking to a lot of top goalkeepers, uh, you know, Asan Sani, Zaman Mabud, and and interviewing even uh, for, uh, foreign goalkeepers, Peter Schmeichel, uh, you know, my favorite goalkeeper. I've met him twice. We've spoken about issues like this. Name uh, drop there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, Peter Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel, greatest goalkeeper you know in the world. So yeah, but no, uh, the top goalkeepers they they are really able to to shut uh, you know. Things like this, out there, you know, uh, out their minds and out their system. Uh, may- maybe you know during the game, uh, you know they might still linger at the back of their heads, but uh, you know they 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 are you know that that's what makes them you know one you know among the world's best goalkeepers. Neuer makes mistakes. You know he has made a lot of mistakes in the last not a lot. Well, he he has made some, you know pretty high profile mistakes in the last five years or so but everybody still counts him as one of the world's best goalkeepers and you know even if if um Alisson you know makes another one or two clangers uh, drops another one or two clangers uh, you know before the season is up I, as long as he saves the team 15-20 points you know I, I, I don't see you know it being a, a huge issue for, for I think he's Olympo. going to have to make some really spectacular saves just to make up for it in fans consciousness yeah yeah, I think it's a, to, yeah. a regular save is not going to be enough. He's going to have to prove himself to be worth mm. the sixty-five million yeah. again. And, and again, I, I think he will. I think he will because you know he he is you know he is a very good uh, goalkeeper. You know Brazil's uh, number one uh, shot stopper. Again, I, I'm <laughs> to name drop Michael again. You know, even in in his you know first few years um, at at uh, Man United, he made you know, a number of. Uh, uh, blunders, you know, uh, clearances that you know he sliced backwards, and you know uh, shots where you know he, he was lobbed, you know, caught off the line, you know, uh, stuff like that. But you know, everybody now remembers him as you know the greatest Premier League goalkeeper. So, um, you know, I I, w- I wouldn't be so quick to judge Allison. Well, we'll have to see how that one works out. Of course, Liverpool were playing against Leicester, and Leicester in the 2015-2016 season were, of course, the underdogs who could. They went on to win the championship. Seeing as we're on an enforced break with these international matches, just four matches in, this year's underdogs who could, because ever since Leicester did it, we've been desperately seeing who could do it. Right now, it's Watford. They're doing well. Well, they've won everything so far no i mean there's no need to to qualify that they have done really really well i i think um you know i think the last result um you know made everyone sit up and take notice uh, you know beating um spurs 2-1 um well the results so far have been they beat brighton 2-0 mm. they beat burnley 3-1 they beat crystal palace 2-1 uh they've also beat reading in the league cup 2-0 but yeah they beat Tottenham. Tottenham being one of the the hottest teams at the moment, the, the mm. tr- one of the true contenders for the title already, yep. and they beat them two one. So, what's their secret? What are they doing well? Secret? I I, I don't think there's one. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, if you, if you look at their their, their starting lineup, they played Spurs. Aside from Ben Foster, uh, every outfield player was in the squad last year when they struggled badly. Uh, you know, you mentioned Leicester. Uh, a lot of people have, you know, drawn um, similarities to to Leicester's um, poor season the year before they they won the title in in 2016, uh, and and how identical it is to Watford's season last year. So uh, it really is amazing that you you basically have the same set of players, um, you know, and and you're doing so well. Uh, but you know, um, I think they they you know they they're obviously a, a hardworking team. Not it's not about. Um, you know, they they, they signed Delofeu in 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 the summer, but he hasn't really um, start yet or featured that much. Uh, they have a lot of 
decent footballers and and a lot of hard workers in outfield positions. Uh, and they also have had a you know let's be honest a, a bit of a kind um, fixture schedule to to start with. Spurs was a was a difficult game, but you know Burnley this year have have uh, you know looked like they might be in trouble uh, later on the season. And and uh, you know the other games are, are honestly winnable games lah. You know Brighton and and Crystal Palace. And if you look at their fixtures. After the international break, other than United and Arsenal, uh, United uh, at home and Arsenal away, the the their next eight games are actually, you know, again very kind to them. So I I think the run could 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 go on for for quite a while. Well, you say that next games are very kind to them. The next one is going to be a, a key match for both teams. It's it's Watford versus Man United. Yeah. Now it could be that if Watford beat Man United that's going to change Man United fortunes quite a lot because who knows if uh, powers that be want to stick with Jose Mourinho. No, and, and, and th- this is also you know something that people might not take into account or, or overlook, but you, it's the first game back from international break. You know, United would have had three quarters of their squad unavailable for, for most of the last two weeks, whereas Watford... I mean, yeah, they, they they're going to have uh, a couple of players uh, you know, on international duty here and there, but they'll have more than, than half their squad you know, uh, around training with, with you know, uh, together for, for two weeks. So, I think Watford is going to be better prepared than United, you know. And, uh, you know, United's only, Mourinho is only going to find out two or three days before, uh, you know, uh, before the match, who he can actually select from. Uh, players might be, might have picked up injuries uh, in, in international games or, you know, come back tired. Um, so, another surprise, I think, is, is possibly on the cards. So do you think Watford's hard work can sustain them throughout the entire season? Well, I, I think l- logically, uh, you would have to say, you know, it's not going to last. Lah, you know, uh, like I said, the next um, eight games, um, other than the United game and, and Arsenal away, they have some pretty good fixtures and, and they, they might, you know, continue that run and, and might give people some belief. But, you know, possibly after those eight games, uh, I think they play Liverpool in the ninth uh, after the international break, that might be the moment they step off the cliff. Well, they la, play Liverpool know? towards the end of November. Yeah, so so uh, towards the end of November, Christmas period, you know, when when the games are, are coming thick and fast, you know, that's my, that might be the, the the start of their their downfall. La. But having said that, you know, everybody was just waiting for Leicester to lose steam and 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 for their bubble to burst, and it never did in 2016. Well, there we go. We've got another potential fairy tale to bring us through the 2018 season. Well, thank you, Sars, for joining me. No problem. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it and join us for another Game of Two Halves next time. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg